Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to Tunaboot, the boot that you can tune. My name's Dougal, I'm here again, taking you through my final um, list and my final rankings and my final thoughts as well as the other two boys' thoughts on the music I had to listen to for a week. To catch you up, if you didn't listen to last week, I spent one week listening to a playlist in a very ill-advised um, idea based on the worst idea of all time, boys who truly got me hooked on their podcast and I thought I could do it. Um, it. It was horrible and I shouldn't have, but we're here now. So last week I went through my week and then we had a little story. This week I'm going to tell you what the boys thought when they were picking and how they thought um, I would think about how they thought I would think. My God. And then I am going to do something else which is tell you what I think, give you my final scores, and then that's it, we'll be out of here. Now, you know, something's interesting that always happens on my phone when I look for what I've downloaded. I can never find the files. Um, that's not that interesting, but here we go. So, before we get to that, obviously we've got sponsors. We've always got sponsors, don't we? This week it is Little Dinky Deco's Daft Dragon Diaries. So it's uh, he Dinky Deco has written Dragon Diaries based on how dragons find weeks, and he's uh, he's written them out and selling them five quid. If you uh, go to Dinky Deco and say, "Can you tune my boot?" you will get a free Dragon Diary. Almost sounded like I made that up. So let's go for this. Last week, I took you through my six days and how I found them and how everything went with them and uh, how how sad and emotional and volatile I felt after it. This week, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through what the boys thought when they gave me um, these things to listen to and to look up. First off, we've got Jim's little little repartee that he's written for us here. Don't know if that's what repartee means, but I ain't fucking. I don't have the time to edit this. They all gotta just go up. So let's go for it. This is Jim's notes for Dougal's playlist episode. Legends are not born; they are forged by the terrors they face, the insurmountable odds they have to overcome, the heroism they display. Dougal Thompson has earned his place in the highest echelons of podcasting glory. The self-appointed task which has taken he has taken on has sealed his fate as one of his medium as one of this medium's most committed contributors. I can't read, and this episode is all reading. It's gonna to be a tough one. The engineer's um most committed contributors. Nobody anywhere should have to listen to Mustafa more than once a day. The engineers in the studio where the song was produced probably didn't listen to it that often. Dougal Thompson has, for one whole week straight, 26 times. 10 songs, 42 minutes of disparate, jarring and in no way cohesive songs in one playlist to be listened to time after time after time. When Dougal pitched this potential podcast plot, he was deep in the worst idea of all time zone. Tim Batt and Guy Montgomery watching the same bad film once a week for a year. That troublesome twosome had no way of knowing that their comedic masochism would be proxy would by proxy be inflicted on another equally amazing podcaster. I appreciate it. I've listened to some of their earlier episodes and I think we are as good as them. Tuna Boots very own Dougal. The most innocent of booties now corrupted 
by a reckless dedication. At every turn we offered Sanctuary, perhaps he could skip a song each day. Maybe he could listen to the playlist very quietly. No, it was full volume, no messing, pure. It was, I wasn't, I, they asked, they offered me so many different things. They offered me more songs, less songs, and I was like, no boys, I'm doing this straight. This is what makes this endeavour, endeavour, so impressive. As the worst idea lads have said, doing these things half-arsed is nothing. Completing it is something. And I would like it on record that I'm very proud of Dougal. I couldn't do it. I certainly wouldn't volunteer then insist on doing it. Yeah, here we are with a clear hero on our hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing when I finished because I felt instantly quite proud and that died away so quickly because there is fucking nothing to be proud of for what I've done. Down to the music. I can't speak to what Liam's process for choosing his tracks were. My personal favourite out of them was In the Afternoon. Yeah, he's wrong. Anyway, I would imagine Mustafa will get annoying somewhat quickly. Sorry for mucking up my tenses. I'd think Bonazoid Death Grip would start to irritate after the first few trips around this playlist. I liked it once, but the second time the weight of your undertaking hits me quite hard. Although I can envisage that tune having an animalistic, cathartic quality to it every now and again. Time after time and in the afternoon would be fairly innocuous, innocuous but enjoyable for the most part, would be my guess. My choices were intended to be a wee window into what I generally listen to. I picked songs that were on my on rotation at the time of putting it together. Although the first tune was one I loved ages ago. I wanted to do a quick shout out to Dizzy by Vic Reeves and The Wonder Stuff, which is a very catchy tune, but I imagine the repetition and key changes would fill your head too much. I wish I had key changes. And I wish I had The Wonder Stuff. I fucking love this stuff. It was brought up by a hippie. I love this stuff it is. <laughs> So I swapped that with Walk Like a Panther, which is probably the crewer choice in hindsight. But I felt that would have the same quality. I loved that tune years ago, but it now makes me sick. So that would be a low point for me, and I'm truly sorry. Nothing Matters is a tune I discovered the day you pitched this idea, and I thought you'd love it. Absolutely right. Absolutely understand if you hate it. Wrong. Don't worry about it, Jim. Have some faith in yourself. Particularly now. But I thought that would be up your street. I hope it provided a bit of solace. It really did. A la plage is a number, a wee number I've liked for a while. I like to listen to that kind of music and imagine I'm in a French New Wave film. That's what I thought about Narcisse. However, its jumpy bass lick could piss a man off within the first few listens. Its relaxed drone could irritate. Narcisse is probably my favourite tune on that playlist. It makes you feel good if you like that sort of thing. Despite that, I would not blame anyone for not liking it. Compound it with that with hearing it several times a day and you could have a dad on your hands. No one is ever going to want me was the one I deliberated the most. It felt like a deliberately antagonistic move to put a dreary, arty eight-minute tune on there. Fucking was. But that song and several others like it that I have on, my play on a playlist have inspired me when writing or thinking about projects I've been working on. And I thought it was worth putting in to see if any of that transferred to you. Again, if it's a song that promotes violent thoughts in you, then that is understandable. It did. And I didn't manage to write anything that whole week because of this. Apologies for how long this is. I put money on King Kunta and Walk Like a Panther being your most hated. And nothing matters and in the afternoon as your favourites. For the final time, I'm sorry. You've done it. Think about it this way. The next music you hear that isn't this shit will be the sweetest and most profound music you've heard in a while. Make it a good one. I love you, man. Uh, lots of truths lots of home truths in there with um i like his idea of what i like because he was half right and half wrong um 
which was quite quite fun to see how they thought and in the afternoon was a quite an interesting one that he thinks that would have been my favorite one because it was the almost directly the opposite um liam's done this slightly differently he's went through some notes on each song and um then given a wee final rankings that he thinks i would have um, so let's go for it. He's also given Lou, friend of the podcast, occasional contributor, occasional producer, and um, Bo of our Liam. Uh, the I did some notes to go through as well. <laughs> so Liam's notes on Mustafa, the first song. This is a cracking song and whoever disagrees is incorrect. I knew, however, that it, this would drive Dougal up the wall and is also the reason I asked for this song to be put at the start of the playlist. First song of the day for a whole week. Grim. Fucking bastard. I've not read that properly. What a prick. <laughs> Lou's notes, it's just an irritating song. No hate to Freddy. Fair. I agree, Lou. They think uh, they don't think I would like that. They didn't think I would like that. They were all right. Question. Uh, song two, a la plage. Liam's notes on this. Not my favourite on the playlist, but technically I would probably put at the bottom myself as I really enjoy the rest of the tracks. Inoffensive, but compared to Jim's other picks, a bit naff. I get what he means, because it wasn't that interesting. And <laughs> I've just started reading the next notes. Um, so, um, but I think he's entirely wrong on that. I think it's actually quite a good and better than some of the songs Jim's put on there. Lose notes, three words, one chaise long, two feather boa, three tits out. Thanks, Lou. Dougal Likey thinks middle of the road. Third song, Walk Like a Panther. Liam's notes on this. Dougal likes animal-based things. <laughs> Examples, chicken songs, chicken cafes, etc. Might be off with this considering it's not chickens, but does include other aviary, e.g. eagles. Cracking tune. Wow. Lou's notes is, remind me of a stag do. You're, walking up, you're waking up in the morning in your own sick. A sea of beer cans. People are still up on it with their shades on. Hangover sing-along. I kind of get that. I really like Lou's notes. I think they're more truthful than the other boys. Um, they thought I'd put that in first place, which one day second. If the, It ended on day two, absolutely. But then it went downhill. Um, four, in the afternoon. Liam's notes. First time I listened to this track, the dissonance really made me feel uncomfortable. I hated it. I now think this is one of my favourite MGMT tracks. Feels it's got a hint of Echo and the Bunnyman's Killing Moon to it, which could go either way with Dougal's because he's still angry about those tickets. It does not have anything about Echo and the Bunnyman in it. It's a whiny piece of shit. It's one of MGMT's least interesting songs that they've ever done. And you're wrong. Liam can antagonise me through notes that I've read before. Um, Lose notes. All I can think about is you and the boys out hunting for Bigfoot in a creepy forest on shrooms. Do you see the picture I'm painting? Ooh, big, hairy, bigfoot, friendly. I feel he grows a friendship with the boys, but he is he really there because, like, shrooms? My intonation for that was all off, but that's that's very confusing. Do go, do they, they thought I might like that one. Wrong. Nothing matters, the next one. Um, this is my top two picks for Jim. This is my top two pick for Jim. Love it. A lot of my favourite music last couple of years runs in the same vein. This will be going in my summer playlist. I agree. I'd have that on there as well. Lou thought this reminds me of being at a festival. Everyone's singing along. Sun shining. Wee daisies on the grass. Lou likey. Dougal likey. They thought I'd likey. We all likey. Six was King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar. 
Liam's notes on this is Dougal isn't the biggest fan of rap as evident on the podcast and by his beefs. However, this is Funk Central, a walking like a badass tune. I forgot until the release and the one of the reasons I put this in was because of the yams. If anyone has seen Robin Williams' Popeye, you'll get it. I hope you had a chuckle, Dougal. Oh, right. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> Lose notes. First time I listened to this, I wasn't that bothered, but I don't like rap that much. However, this is an undeniably good song. Um, they thought Dougal might not like he, but should he like he if he has taste? I did like he. I did. I really did. And there was a bonus point for the transition between this and Time After Time. Um, Liam's notes for Time After Time. I'll go on record again and say this is one of the greatest songs. I am greatly aware, however, that this song is not a song that should be listened to on repeat. This was mean, and I'm sorry, Dougal. That was this was my through line for pit my this was my through line for my picks songs that I absolutely love, but that would get really irritating by you for you by fifth listen. Shame you got to nearly thirty. Yeah, so I know he's done that on purpose, and it was really annoying. And he's right, and he he knew he was doing that. Lose notes where it feels like this song should be slower. Does two different walking speeds to illustrate point. Liam gets it instantly. It isn't at a walkable speed. Um, yeah, I walk normally to this one. Um, I didn't really... Uh, I sort of stopped a few times, actually, I think, when I was getting into it and starting to sing. They thought I'd hate you, that one. I didn't. I was very happy that it was there. No one is ever going to want me. Liam thought this song, for me, is an experience but isn't built for repetitive consumption in the way the others are, which actually may work in its favour. The first half may work as a kind of palate cleanser and the back half just ramps it up and is a cracking time. Listen to it more, Liam. The last the last what minute and a half is not earned and is the exact same as the previous minute and a half, just slightly louder and with two new notes. Lose notes, sir. It's a bit depressing. Gives me the feeling of walking through a war zone. The song as a whole, but especially in the back half, feels like it could be a full song. Really like it. Oh, Lou. Doesn't... No... They thought I might appreciate it after time, after time. I didn't. Um, oh, I've just started reading Liam's notes for this one. Bonazoid Death Grip. The Biffy Clyro song. Liam's note. This is one of my favourite Biffy tracks. Definitely my favourite B-side. Why? It's shit. It's not good. It, how? Oh, what an idiot. The guitar riff is something I've been raving about for years. However, I knew having Simon Neil screaming in New Year's before 8 in the morning, every morning would drive Dougal insane. From what I've seen in the chat, mission accomplished. Yeah, but if he was screaming good, it would have been fine, but he's shitting it. Lose notes, this is like someone sitting in uni, uni accommodation trying to write their dissertation all calm, and then it just goes mental and you start tearing your room apart with stress. Even though I don't think Dougal will enjoy the screaming, I'd have Simon Neil scream at me any day. I would as well if it was some of his good screaming, but it's not. Morons. The both of yous don't deserve it. Uh, they thought Dougal would get fed up and pissed off, yeah? Bit like this episode. Uh, Narcisse, uh, Liam's notes, I adore this track. I think this is my favourite. There's a social cues sound to it and she's got a sexy French voice. This is also going in my summer playlist. I can personally only see Walking Like a Panther topping this. Uh, well, he was wrong. A couple topped it, but a really good song. Yeah, totally agree. Lose note, the voice. think the voice is a bit grating. The image I'm getting is two Waynes doing the Charleston dance. Song is catchy. Lose all over the place, man. Don't know what was going on that day. Dougal lovey, they thought. And I did. 
Um, so they put final rankings. Walk Like a Panther, the top would be first. Wrong Narcisse, second. Close, Nothing Matter, third. That was first. King Kunta was second, bit higher up. Alaplage, middle of the road. Almost no one is ever going to want me. He's way too high up. In the afternoon, then Bonazoid, Death Grip, then Time After Time. Thought my least favourite would be Mustafa. Mustafa. All wrong. Let's see how we got on. Let's get the final rankings. I bet you're all waiting for Tenderhooks going, waiting on Tenderhooks sitting there going, I can't wait till they do something different next week because I've just listened to a man judge music. Uh, and a man may be an overstatement after how petty I've been to my friend's notes. Um, specifically Liam, which is his own fault, I reckon. So, in last place, I've done them out of five. I, I was going to do a fun little rating system, but like I say, I had no will to do anything by day seven other than get this finished. Uh, in 10th place, with 0.5 out of five, is no one is ever going to want me, and I only gave it 0.5 because they can play instruments, and that's all they fucking deserve. It's shit. It's dull. It's shit. And out of all these songs, I'd say, go and have a listen to the other ones. Make your own minds up. Don't listen to that one. There's no point. There's no point. Whoever, whatever silly Billy said that it sounds like Foles is really grating on me just now. Sorry, Lou. Big love to you, Lou, but my God. No. <laughs> so annoyed. <laughs> I've got annoyed again over songs that I don't need to listen to anymore. In ninth place, with one out of five, is um, the Biffy Clyro song, Bonazoid Death Grip. I gave it one out of five, because the first half is incredibly all right, um, but nothing to shout home about. And the second house, the second house is the second half is just ridiculous and rubbish, and it's the, the worst Biffy song I've listened to, I'd reckon. I might put um, James Arthur's uh, cover of Many of Horror above this in terms of Biffy tunes. Genuinely, I think it's shocking. <laughs> uh, these two were back to back on the playlist, eighth and ninth on it, and it was just really hard having my two least favourite songs on the back half of it. Really hurt my feelings. In seventh place, in uh, eighth place, sorry, it was one point five out of five. It was in the afternoon by MGMT. Feel like I've been really harsh about this one, but it's just so groany. It's so repetitive. Um, it all still, nothing seems to change is one of the lyrics I think in it and it's just like, or it all remains the same and I'm like, yeah, you're only singing fucking two notes. Learn a new note. It's not that hard to learn a new note. Idiot. Uh, it was just, it's, it's so dull. So unbelievably dull. Um, next with two out of five in seventh place, it's Mustafa by Queen. You know my reasons for this, because I said it on the last episode, how annoying it is to have Freddie echoing sing something you can't understand is beyond me. But the guitar call and answer is really good. And there's some times where you actually get quite excited by it. Um, I still go, and sing bits to myself for it. So it gets stuck in your head and there is fun bits in it. Uh, next, with it between 2.5 and 3 out of 5, I couldn't decide where. I couldn't decide where for this one. In sixth place is Walk Like a Panther. Because it annoyed me. It annoyed the hell out of me. It annoyed more than the hell out of me quite a bit. But 
also enjoyed it some days. And the last couple of days, I really enjoyed it. So I get what Jim says where he's like, it, now it makes me sick was in his notes. And yeah, he's right. Like it does, it, the more you listen to it, the more you hate it. Um, and it's a bit incessant at points, but you know, also a bit of fun sometimes. So yeah, that's for that one. Uh, next up in sixth place, sixth place, sixth place. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. fifth place. One, two, three, four to go. Fifth place. <laughs> I really need to go and pack. I'm really running out of time and effort and will. <laughs> time after time by Cindy Lauper. Cracking tune. Liam's right. It is a cracking tune. Um, I've got my drumbeat out of time conspiracy, which kept me going throughout it. Um, and yeah, I just enjoyed it. I, you can't help but sing along with it, and I really enjoyed that as well. Can't help but you know do a dramatic air grab. You're going time after time. Uh, a little spin occasionally I might have done. Neither confirm nor deny that. In fourth place, with 3.5 out of 5, time at time, at, time after time at 3 out of 5, don't know if I said that. 3.5 out of 5 is Alaplage. Entirely inoffensive, quite nice, um, rollicked along, didn't annoy me, was never, it was my favourite one day when everything was annoying me. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I just I had a good time. In third place, with four points, just behind the other song with four points out of five, it's Narcisse by Film Noir. Because it's a fantastic song. It's the only one that never once annoyed me. Um, There were just two that I thought had more musical merit overall, or were just more to my taste, really. But yeah, that one, absolutely. Cracking time. Narcisse, four out of five. I would, that would be one I think you should listen to. I didn't do an album recommendation at the start of this. I'm going to do one at the end. Um, second place, big surprise, King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar. The most musically interesting song out of the bunch. It had so much going on. Too much, some might say. But I really enjoyed that you could find new bits to listen to throughout. You could find the little pans and the little additional little bits in the background. It never failed to make me laugh. And... It's a decent rap song. I want to listen to more rap songs after it, which is nice. I want to listen to more Kendrick Lamar and like do a deep dive. I haven't yet because five days ago I'd listened to his song 26 times in the space of um, seven days. And that was just, I needed a break from Kenny. But I'm now, Kenny, I'm coming for you. And who knows, in a couple of weeks on the old Tuny B, this Tuny B, Tuna Boot, I'm so sorry. Uh, it might have a Kendrick Lamar album of the week. Who knows? First place was Nothing Matters by The Last Dinner Party. What a tune. Gorgeous lyrics. Um, really catchy. Poppy summer tune. Absolutely loved it. Would highly recommend you all go and listen to it. Because it's great. It's great. It's just great. Please actually go and take some time to listen to it. Because you'll love it. So... That brings us to the end of my play. And like I say, when I got to the end of this experience, I felt great. I was like, I have achieved something. I've genuinely achieved something. I've done something good and achieved something. The next morning I woke up and I just thought I'd just put myself through mental turmoil for no fucking reason. 
it's ridiculous. Like putting, yeah, putting yourself through so much and putting yourself through so much mental instability over a week for nothing was stupid. And I shouldn't have done it. And I'm not going to do it again. I might do it again. I actually am already planning to do it again. So who knows? Next year, Dougal's little week in musical hell part two might be coming to an ear near you. Um, yeah, once again, I have another story from Drew to end this on. So I'm going to play that out uh, slash badly read another thing on this podcast, which will be nice, and leave you with it. Um, thank you again so much for listening. My album re- recommendation this week is the new EP from Swim School called Duality. Um, Song Delirious is a heavy banger um, about... Um, it's about... Uh, oh, this is bad... It's bad. It's about like masculinity and um, yeah, that sort of toxicity in the music industry. Very brilliant. Very, it's very brilliant. It's very brilliant, guys. Guys, oh, <laughs> breaking down. I'm gonna read this and then I'm gonna go and pack and edit a script and cook dinner in the space of an hour and twenty minutes. Love y'all. Take care, and do. Never forget that you're always a breath away from death. And now to play us out tonight, I have Marco at Tea in the Park. A story from Drew. Much like the Tuna Boot Boys, I am no stranger to working retail. I used to work alongside a group of lads about the same age as myself at the petrol station. And one year that myself, Dougal and Andy went to Tea in the Park, I learned to my surprise and delight that the guys from my work were also going to tea in the park. Among this group of lads was Marco, a Latvian immigrant who is hands down one of the friendliest and most welcoming people I've had the pleasure of meeting. Truly the man is a golden retriever in human form and I can't think of anything bad to say about him. (laughs) Really a setup here, folks. Um, Yep. We ended up camping quite close to my work colleagues. Though, as a result of divergent music tastes, we spent very little time in their company. Time enough, however, for me to ridicule ridicule their muscular pal for the tightness of his t-shirt, that to this day, when they want to upset him, they refer to him as extra small, as I had insisted on doing for the duration of the festival. I just have that level of skill when it comes to making new friends. He hated it. Then, new pal made, they head off to take in an evening of electronic music, bottles of water in hand, and several party smarties rattling about inside them. Cut to much later in the night. Dougal, Andy and myself have taken in the bands we wanted to see and retired to our tent for some cards and and a few more beers. Whilst looking out over the campsite, standard festival behaviour, we spy Marco and the boys returning from their evening of cutting shakes, looking a little worse for wear, and invite them to join us for a drink. We deal the other lads into our drinking game. However, Marco declines, as he's wary of getting too drunk. He's only a little guy. Much bullshitting ensues, ensues, and we have a great time chatting nonsense and playing games until Marco, smacking his lips in thirst, asks if anyone has any water. This was a grave error on his part. He was immediately furnished with a Lucozade bottle containing a clear brown liquid. Thanks, what is this? Sweet innocent, Marco asks. Apple juice, comes the reply. Without a moment's hesitation, Marco tips his head back and swallows a gigantic mouthful of whiskey. 
He coughs and splutters while the rest of us cry laughing. Then he regains composure and the look on his face was of absolute and abject betrayal. (laughs) Oh, I'm reliving this as we speak. Innocence evaporated in that moment. It hadn't occurred to Marco for a single second that an unlabeled bottle handled to him by a stranger at tea in the park that supposedly contained apple juice was anything but apple juice. He regains composure, plasters a sickly smile on his face so he can be in on the joke and asks if anyone has any water. He's immediately handed an unlabeled water bottle that contained ouzo. The last laugh that night, however, was not on Marco, as the spirits he was tricked into drinking knocked Marco from meadowy tipsy into a melancholy state of drunk. He proceeded to hold court for the next hour on a harrowing account of his life in Latvia before he moved to the UK and explained to us all how grateful he felt to be able to live and work in Scotland while being able to send money to his family back home every month. All parties involved in deceiving him or in laughing at his misfortune were left feeling like the twat of the century hearing the plight and the pure goodness of Marco. I'm probably going to hell. But it's absolutely worth it because watching Marco's face twist in befuddlement when he realises his mistake in taking quite such a large mouthful remains one of the thing, funniest things I've ever seen. Thanks, folks. Have a good one. Catch you next time. Chinaboo. Skish, skish, balush, motherfuckers. <laughs>